to the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast, coming to you from the Playdraft Studios, with your hosts, Mike Wright, Ben Cummins, and Chris Meany. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. We are bringing DFS for the rest of us. We are getting you ready for FanDuel, for DraftKings, for Playdraft, whatever your DFS of choice. You've come to the right place. I am Mike, the fantasy hitman, right? Your host with the most, I've been told by my friends and my mirror when I look at it and I say, hey, you're a good, good, good host of the Fantasy Footballers DFS show. I'm joined as always <laughs> by, by, by the cackling one, Ben Cummins. You find him on Twitter at Ben Cummins FF. How are you doing, Ben? What up? What up? What up? I'm alive for week five, baby. <laughs> oh, bringing the rhymes already. That's Already, fantastic. Maybe. And we are joined as well by Chris Meany from the Fantasy Sports Network. You can find him on Twitter, at Chris Meany. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Better now, guys. Oh, better now that we are all here together? That's right. Absolutely. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. Week five, bye weeks are here, and there's some, uh, there's some pretty good value plays out there. Let's say that. Love it. So if you're just joining us for the first time, the way this show works, we're going to walk you through some of our, our cash picks those guys that we feel have the safe floor but also have a little bit of upside cooked in there then we'll move over to some tournament picks we will give you our favorite stacks of the week and then every week the three of us go head to head to head with a lineup over there on DraftKings if I am not mistaken Chris Meany took down the weekly challenge congratulations to you Chris Meany I hope you you feel good about that I'm on the board. I feel pretty good. <laughs> put Powell in the lineup. Don't think Bilal Powell's in the lineup, boys, but uh, you know I'm feeling all right that he had a Yeah, Powell was finally a fantastic call. He finally hits. I love it. All right, let's get into those cash game picks. Straight cash, homie. Let's start at the quarterback position. Ben, give me a cash game quarterback that you are comfortable throwing out this week. Yeah, I mean, by the time everybody listens to this, the Thursday night game is going to already be played. So there's one game that's by far the best fantasy game of the week. I mean, it's obviously Green Bay at Dallas, and you got to love both quarterbacks in this game. But let's go with the home quarterback, Dak Prescott. We threw him out last week. He stacked on another good game, and he's a pretty good value too. $6,800 on DraftKings, $7,700 on FanDuel. That's not super, super steep. You get him at home. We saw what Dak did against this Packers defense last year in the playoffs. Um, obviously the Packers, their defensive statistics look a little bit better so far this season, but I'm not buying it. I don't think that there's, they're a good secondary. And I think that Dak can exploit that. We touched on it last week. He has that upside in both the rushing and passing games. And we'll get to a wide receiver that is probably going to blow up this week in a little <laughs> bit. So really feeling good about Dak Prescott and cash. And it's the price that helps on top of the great matchup. Oh, I, I love it, man. Don't look now, ladies and gentlemen. In your redraft leagues, Dak Prescott is a top five quarterback on the season. He is absolutely killing it. I love that pick. I love that play. Dak at home against the Packers. Chris Meany, who are you firing up? And, and to further that, a top five QB against some tough defenses, too, that he's faced yes. so far. All, he, I mean, he has the Cardinals he has a- and the Giants and the Broncos. Good for him. He's only played against top 16 pass defenses this season. Just him and I believe Brian Hoyer are the only quarterbacks who have only played against top defenses. I love it. I, I love the Dak play. I love the Rodgers. That, that is a game that people are going to want to get a piece of. I, I'm leaning a little bit to Carson Palmer. Even in cash, I actually feel good about this guy. $7,200 on Fandle, $5,900 on DraftKings. And for Palmer, I just feel like that's a really good price for a quarterback that only wants to throw the ball. Maybe he wants to hand it off, but it doesn't matter because Arizona can't run the ball right now. Palmer threw the ball 51 times last week. He's thrown it a league-high 183 times. And in the red zone, the most passing attempts inside the 20s as well so 32 times he's thrown the ball and if you look at the Eagles secondary it's a mess right now it was a mess before some of the injuries and over the past couple weeks over 700 passing yards allowed in Eli Manning and Phillip Rivers just throwing all over them so give me Carson Palmer I feel like they'll be able to move the ball in Philadelphia I'm just looking at this as a guy who's probably going to throw the ball again 40 plus times and this secondary it's a mess and we'll just like you know Ben said about a wide receiver we'll get into some other plays later on but the Eagles 
just from a quarterback standpoint, the seventh most fantasy points, but from a wide receiver standpoint, they've allowed a league-high 63 catches to the position, so they can't stop anybody, and Palmer is going to want to get rid of the ball as quick as he can, and I just think he's going to throw a lot. So I love this price, especially on DraftKings at $5,900, like I said. There, there are certainly still some problems in Arizona, and something has to give here with Carson Palmer. You you listed off how many times he's he is throwing the ball. He is on pace to throw the ball seven hundred and thirty-two times. Oh my god, it's nuts! <laughs> it's crazy. Like, and they can't protect him either. And I don't know if the Eagles like they like to dial up the pressure. But is Fletcher Cox going to play in this game? He didn't last week. They weren't able to get that pressure on Eli Manning a couple weeks ago. They certainly weren't able to do that against Philip Rivers. So I, I think Arizona wants to dial that back a little bit, Mike. Like, you yeah, they, no, they certainly want to, but they can't because they have <laughs> yeah. Chris Johnson running. Right? The are ball. they going to be able to do that? And yeah, here's here's the other thing about Carson Palmer where I'm saying something has to give. His pace, it, you may not feel this for fantasy football yet, he is on pace for over 5,000 yards. But with that 5,000 yards, he's only on pace for 20 touchdowns. So that's what I mean, that something has to give because that ratio of 5K in the yardage but only touched, uh, 20 touchdowns, that's, that's not going to happen. Like, one of those is going down or the other one is going to go up. Moving on to the running back position. Oh, Ben. Oh, Ben. Le'Veon Bell is going to absolutely feast upon the Jacksonville Jaguars. I love this pick, but tell me why you, you are making sure that Le'Veon Bell is in your cash game lineups. Yeah, I mean, I don't care what the price is. And, you know, there's yeah, buys me neither. this yeah, I don't care. There's buys this week. We got the Patriots going on Thursday night. The Saints aren't in the main slate, and so it depends on what slate you're playing. But you are just finding a way to mash Le'Veon Bell into your lineup because we knew him you know, holding out in training camp. He was probably going to start a little bit slower. At least that was in the back of our minds. And then it happened that way. But we knew that he was going to blow up at some point. And it was a little bit of a surprise to see that happen on the road in Baltimore, but that just gives us all the confidence in the world. He's at home against Jacksonville, who has a great defense against the pass, but they actually have a horrendous defense against the run. They rank dead last in run DVOA, and we're talking about a player that's a dual threat in the pass and run games who saw 35 carries and six targets last week. The volume is guaranteed. The matchup is guaranteed. He is an amazing player, and he's basically done with his preseason now as we're entering week five. Like we talked about, he came basically one week before the season started to join the team. Well, now he's back up to speed, and we saw that in an amazing way last week, and he's just in a smash spot, and you cannot pass on him, especially in cash. Oh, I, I love this because uh, a lot of players, I mean, you know Antonio Brown. We call Antonio Brown absolutely matchup-proof. But this is going to be an absolute tough test for Brown this week as he will surely face up uh, numerous times against Ramsey over there for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who is pretty much the best cornerback in football right now. He is shutting people down. And you would think, well, Antonio Brown, that's an, I'm not even going to think about it. I'm going to plug him into my cash game. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that this week. I'm right fine. there with you. I'm fine in tournaments because for ownership, some people may want to pivot away from him. But I'm not scared paying up for Le'Veon Bell. I think the volume and the production will be there. Chris Meany, give me a running back pick, my friend. Yeah, and just to talk more further to that, you know, Ben mentioned the pass DVOA, the run DVOA. I mean, the pass is the worst. The pass is the best, and the run is the worst. And this is why Powell was able to do something against this defense last year. I'm excited to see that. And for you guys to point, I would not play Brown either in cash. I think this guy in my rankings, he's like my sixth wide receiver, and it's no disrespect to him. I'm looking forward to that matchup, but that's a tough team to throw on, and Big Ben has gone 10 straight games passing under 300 yards. Bell is going to be in probably 95% of my lineups, but if you want to be a little bit different in one of them, you can pay up, I think, for Todd Gurley, uh, $7,800. you are not scared. You're not Yo, scared of those Seahawks. No, I'm not, and this is not the same team. They've allowed 5.0 yards per carry on the ground, the third highest mark in the league. Uh, the rush DVO defense, uh, DVOA defense is 30th. Uh, that's not good. This isn't the same Seahawks team, and I'm looking at volume alone. Now, I love the Bell play, and like I said, Bell's going to be in, in a lot of my lineups here. But for Todd Gurley, number one in the league in touches. Over on FanDuel, he's averaging the most FanDuel points per game. It's not Kareem Hunt. 
who's been balling out. It's Todd Gurley, and it's because he's getting some catches as well. 12 catches on 15 targets in his last two games. He's got seven total touchdowns on the year. He's proving a lot of his critics wrong right now. Yes, the yards per carry mark is not fantastic with him. It doesn't matter. He's touching the ball. He's not getting any of those goal line carries taken away from him. And I I still think, despite the tough matchup against Seattle, that LA is going to be able to move the ball here and put up some points. So for for me, I'm going just with some safety, knowing that this guy's going to touch the ball 20-plus times. And that's the thing with Bell, too. I mean, this guy almost touched the ball 40 times last week. Both of these guys are not getting any opportunities taken away. They're not coming off the field for somebody else to come on and, and, and catch the ball for them. They're getting targeted in the passing game. So I think this Seattle defense is a little bit leaky, and we've seen that so far. So I'll play Gurley, uh, but I love, love the Bell play this week. I think it will be interesting this matchup of Seattle versus the Rams as if if you follow football you know that when Jeff Fisher was the head coach of the Rams he would frequently give the Seahawks a very hard time often coming away with a W so it will be interesting to see what Sean McVay is able to do against his new division rivals Ben before you give me a wide receiver pick that you want in your cash game lineups why don't you just give a quick explanation of what DV OA is just in case we have some new listeners. Yeah, so DVOA is just a stat that kind of beefs up rushing yards or passing yards allowed. You can we'll talk about pass DVOA and rush DVOA because it takes situations into account. So it's you know going to not hurt a defense as much if they allow a 13 yard completion on third and 15. And so it just kind of gives us a little bit more information to go off of rather than just, oh, the, you know, the Patriots are always winning, although their defense is absolutely trash this year, but they're always winning. So teams are always in catch up mode. So they're throwing more, uh, throwing more passes and, and that therefore having more passing yards thrown against them. It lets us know um, more specifically whether they actually are a good defense or not. Yeah, and there's just a couple teams that are on the opposite side of the spectrum. I mean, we talked about Jacksonville, number one against the pass, dead last against the run. Miami, very similar as well. Uh, Miami football team here, 31 against the pass and second against the run. There's a couple teams like that. Tampa Bay, uh, you know, they're really good against the run, and so far they've been bad against the pass. So there's a couple teams that just the opposite end of the spectrum, which is something to be interested in just to certainly follow as, you know, the weeks go on. All right, give me that wide receiver pick, Ben. Throw up the X, baby. Yes. We're talking about Dez, and it's the, it's the correlation play with Dak Prescott. And just like we said, Dak Prescott mashed the, uh, the Packers' defense last year. Dez went absolutely off in the playoffs. And, I mean, it's, it's just going to happen again. Dez is tied for the fourth most targets in the league. And, you know, his, his early schedule that was really tough was widely publicized because he was going against a number of tough corners. And, yes, Dez can be a little bit dependent on who's guarding him, but that's not, going, that's not a concern this week. The Green Bay Packers defense, like we've already thrown out there, they were very bad last year. They gave up the second most passing yards and ranked 10th worst in pass DVOA. Uh, they were 13th worst in DVOA through three weeks this year. They're, so they're still leaky there. And again, like we talked about, their, their numbers look a little bit better. But in a game against the Packers where we know Aaron Rodgers is putting up points on the other side, last I looked, the over-under was 52, the highest of the week other than this Thursday game that will have already happened. So points are going to be scored galore. Dak's going to have a great game. And we know who the go-to player is in that offense. Yeah, Witten had a couple good games to begin the season, but that was partially because Dez was locked down with very good cornerbacks. Not the case this week. The All the volume that he's seeing is screaming. A big week is coming. So absolutely love Dez in both cash and GPPs, but definitely cash. And the, the price on top of that is so nice, especially on DraftKings, $6,500. It just makes no sense. Love it, man. And, and speaking of, I, I verified your uh, the over-under right now. It is still at 52 you can verify all the over-unders, get those implied points, the lines at the Ultimate DFS Pass. That is our premium location, the premium product where you can get all of Ben's picks, all of Chris Meany's picks, all of Jake Seeley's sleepers over here at UltimateDFSPass.com along with some other very cool tools including a fade article, uh, stack reports, those game lines like I talked about. And we have a, this awesome chart that breaks down a value comparison for DraftKings and FanDuel where you can know maybe you're feeling a player and you say, oh, well, over at DraftKings, I can get that guy in my, into my lineup 
and I'm going to save a good percentage of my budget as compared to playing over at FanDuel. So I encourage you to check that out, as well as our buzz report, uh, data powered by FanShare, where we're, we're getting a really good projection on how uh, ownership is going to turn out for tournaments that gather data from all around social media and see how much these players are being talked about. And they are hitting, my friends. They are hitting. When someone is talked about in this buzz report, you know that the ownership is going to be high. So if you're trying to be contrarian, make sure you check out that buzz report. All right, Chris Meany, give me that wide receiver. And, and I know we're talking about studs here, but we're talking cash games. We're talking about we want those safe picks because we want to win. Chris Meany, yeah. who you got? Yeah, I mean, I'm sticking with this game. Uh, Dez is an absolute steal. You're right, Ben, over on DraftKings. It's it's. I don't even get it. 6,500 is ridiculous. It is. It, it's, it is ridiculous. And Jordy's a little bit more, but Jordy Nelson, I mean, all this guy does is score touchdowns, right? And that's what we're looking for. Name of the game, touchdowns here, safety. I mean, he led the league last season with 14 touchdowns. He leads the league right now with five touchdowns, one in every game, just coming off a back-to-back games with two touchdowns. Nobody was targeted more inside the red zone last season. This run game in Green Bay, is certainly there's some question marks. Is Ty Montgomery going to play? Is Jamal Williams going to play? Is it going to be Jones? There's a lot of question marks, and really it doesn't matter who's going to be in there because Aaron Rodgers loves to throw the ball, and he didn't throw the ball. Uh, he threw the ball more than anybody last season in tight coverage. So for me, Jordy Nelson is just safe. This is a high total, as Ben already talked about, 52. I'm looking at the high team totals this week, Philadelphia 26.5, Dallas 26.5, and, and then it's Green Bay 24.5. And I expect Green Bay to go into Dallas and still be able to put up some points. This is going to be a shootout. It really is. Both both teams are going to be able to score some points. And for me, Jordy Nelson is one of the safest guys. And not to mention, Devontae Adams may not be able to play in this game too, which could just mean more work for Jordy. It's no surprise that Aaron Rodgers leads the league with eight touchdowns inside the 10 from throwing inside the 10 because you're right, Chris. It, even when they have a run game going, they still say Aaron Rodgers, take us. Take us to the promised land and score those touchdowns, my friend. Moving on to the tight end position, Ben. Ben, this pick. It's a little stinky. It's a little stinky. Austin Safarian. Talk me in. Talk me into Austin Safarian Jenkins. Austin Safarian Jenkins is a cash game play? What? That's what I'm saying over here, Ben. The answer is yes. One, the price, $3,500 on DraftKings, $5,500 on FanDuel pretty affordable on both sites the second thing is the matchup cleveland is giving up the second most points to tight ends this year the 10th most passing yards per game and they rank third worst in pass dvoa they're just bleeding points in the passing game especially to the tight end and the third thing is asj coming back from suspension is a big part of the offense. He's seen 10 targets over the past two weeks and turned them into nine catches for 77 yards. That's pretty healthy. And now when you throw on top of it a phenomenal matchup, he could have his best game of the season so far. This is not your 2015 or 2016 New York Jets. This is a new offensive coordinator that actually likes to utilize a tight end rather than forgetting that they exist. And ASJ has a chance to lead the team in targets this week in a great matchup at a great price. He absolutely makes sense at a position where there's really not a ton of great options at the top, especially with bye weeks and and you know some of these teams playing on Thursday, etc. So he makes a ton of sense because a tight end is a position where you do want to go cheap at that position if you can. Sounds good to me, man. I, I I love ASJ. I was just giving you a hard time on that pick. I think the matchup just dictates that he's going to be a great play considering his price. Moving to a higher-priced guy. We live in this world in tight ends where Gronk, I'm going to play him whenever he plays, which doesn't look like it's going to happen this week. Zach Ertz, Mr. Chalk, I'm going to play him. Delaney Walker, yeah, I'll probably play him. And, of course, Travis Kelsey. Close behind them, Mr. Necessary himself, Charles Clay. Chris Meany, talk about Charles Clay because I'm trying to get him in my cash lineups, and I know that you are too. 
Yeah, and he's only a couple hundred dollars more on FanDuel than ASJ, and that's which just is going ludicrous. To show, yeah, it is really ludicrous, and that's just going to show the matchup in Cleveland. I mean, Tyler Croft came in last week and scored two touchdowns on Cleveland, and on the season, this guy is tight end fourteen. That's how bad this position really is. And as you mentioned, there's only a couple guys that you feel comfortable playing, and I think Clay now is in that tier. Maybe he's not as good as Gronk, Kelsey, and Ertz, but I feel like he is really, really close to that tier. Now, he didn't score a touchdown last week, but he still ended up with over 100 yards, and he's still, dating back to last season, over his last nine games, he's found the end zone six times. No Jordan Matthews, which, by the way, was a pretty good call from from Ben. Uh, Could have been better, ago. too, if he didn't Could get hurt. Could have been better if he didn't uh, get hurt. At least he got the TD. He got the TD. You were on that, but he left that game with a thumb injury. So he's sidelined for the next month, and nobody has more catches than Clay besides LaShawn McCoy. This is a team that doesn't have a lot of options in the passing game, and Charles Clay and Tyrod Taylor have something going on, and it's happened now for about a dozen games. So at this price point, $5,700 over there on FanDuel. He's cheap again on DraftKings. There's really not a whole lot of options. I do like Ertz. This is a tougher matchup. Arizona doesn't give up much to tight end. So uh, I'm just going to have to go with ASJ is going to be in a lot of my lineups, and the guy I'm going to pivot off of is going to be Charles Clay. Yeah, and why do we continue to advertise the value report? You know, we've encouraged you to play on both FanDuel and DraftKings, and that's exactly what you can do with these two tight ends. You guys already touched on it. Clay is only $200 more on FanDuel, so play Clay on FanDuel, yet... ASJ is $1,300 cheaper on DraftKings, which really makes no sense, which tells us that ASJ is the extreme value on DraftKings. So you can get exposure to both of them and get value by playing Clay on FanDuel and playing ASJ on DraftKings. Exactly. What I like about Clay is he's not necessarily the greatest talent in the NFL. You know, he's pretty good. He uh, doesn't have anyone around him to compete. And that's why we call him Mr. Necessary. I don't know if that's necessarily what you want to be want to be nicknamed but here we are and you are Mr. Necessary give me a defensive play Ben that you're firing up in your catch games love the Steelers defense and I like the Steelers Le'Veon Bell stack there too again Steelers at home going against Blake Bortles um they're currently 10 point favorites last time I checked they have the third most DraftKings points per game out of all quarterbacks playing this week they're very high up there in FanDuel as well so just like we've touched on numerous weeks they're a very good defense playing at home that gets to face an offense led by Blake Bortles that's a recipe for a cash game play all right Chris give me yours uh, I love that play too. I mean, it's hard. A box of chocolates, Bortles, right? You just never know what you're going to get with that. <laughs> oh, for the same thing with Forrest Gump on us. And the love same that. thing with EJ Manuel. I mean, the, I, I feel like the defense came out and the pricing came out before they knew really the extent of the injury to Carr. And I feel like this is a pretty good price for. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens up against Oakland, right? I mean, I don't need to say much about EJ Manuel. I and mean, people are saying, yeah, you know, he looked okay. He was a first round pick, 17. Chris. Yeah, cool. And he doesn't have a job, yeah, cool. really, a starting <laughs> job. So uh, I- I'm looking at this team as, as the Ravens, you know, Oakland has struggled to move the ball. And Amari Cooper has been really non existent. He's like wide receiver 70 on the year. He's dropped everything that's kind of went his way. It looks like Crabtree will be able to play in this game. There's no run game. I, I like Baltimore. Pittsburgh is, is certainly the play in cash, but uh, I, I like Baltimore here at $4,500 on FanDuel and, and over on DraftKings. It's just a cheap play as well. So uh, I, I'm just going to go against EJ Manuel, and you guys can't blame me about no, that. No, no. I'm, I'm absolutely not. throw some picks. They're not going to move the ball. And Baltimore is a pretty good defense. They're, they're hard to pass on. So I feel like they'll stack the box and they'll try to make Marshawn Lynch, Lynch beat them. And I'm just, I'm not seeing it. Yeah, I can't disagree. I'm playing him in my season long leagues as well. And you had to look, I had to look in the mirror and be, and say, these guys have burned me yes. twice. <laughs> now, back to back weeks, badly. But the matchup against Manuel, uh, I, I choose to accept that mission. Let's talk some tournament picks. You down with GPP? All right, Chris Mead, I'm going to let you kick us off here with the quarterback that you're rolling in those tournament lineups. I got to say, there's three or four. If you guys go check out the Ultimate DFS Pass, I am getting nuts. And we say that a lot here. And we joke around about getting nuts. And there's a good three or four quarterbacks that you guys probably would never even think about playing that I have no problem rolling out, actually, in tournaments. But I'll roll with Deshaun Watson here, just with you guys. Uh, This seems like maybe it's a week too late that he just went off. It was two really good matchups for him that 
he took advantage of. And this is a tougher one against KC, but I'm completely buying in here. And it's it's because of the rushing ability. It, this is Nobody has more rushing yards than him. He's averaging 37 per game. Let's remember that he didn't play really in that first week. He came in in the second half. It was a tough matchup for him. It, he, just for those 37 yards per game that he's averaging, that's basically a touchdown. That's like starting with a touchdown. That's a pretty good floor. And we already saw last week his ceiling. Will Fuller comes in. He connects with him a couple times. DeAndre Hopkins leading the league in targets. You know, he's good for a few catches, some yards as well. So for me, the 34 Fanduel points that he had last week and the five total touchdowns, the 56 Fanduel points that he has over the past couple weeks, I think he's a pretty good price over there. And this is somebody that I wouldn't play in cash. And I understand that people may be like, that's it. You know, it's against KC. He's not going to be able to do it. But I think there's a pretty good floor there. And in terms of just you know, yards per catch, KC allowing the most yards per catch in the NFL. So it's not like they, these wide receivers can't do anything against them. So Hopkins is a good play, Fuller. It opens up the ground game. Uh, Watson moves around in the pocket. So I'm fine with rolling him out there in a GPP. I think that he has a pretty good floor and a high ceiling. Ben, are you getting nuts this week? Yeah, you always got to get a little nuts on GPPs. And uh, let's go back to Jacoby Prissett, who had a good game two weeks ago, and then obviously not a very good game in Seattle. The The bottom fell out in the second half, but that's in Seattle. And now he gets to play at home against a 49ers defense that's not nearly as good. And, you know, I alluded to that game two, two weeks ago where he did show the upside. He had two rushing touchdowns in that game. So he's a mobile quarterback. We've seen that in his limited time. And he's kind of impressed me with what I've seen, even playing in Seattle last week. Like, he's a gamer, and he is, again, at home against a, in a much better matchup. The 49ers defense has allowed the 11th most passing yards per game, and they rank 7th worst in pass DVOA. And he's cheap, and that that's probably, probably the best part about it. He's $5,600 on DraftKings, and he's 7000 on FanDuel. A little bit better value on DraftKings, but still, you're getting a guy that will allow you to pay up for other positions, um, get some studs in there. He's at home, and he offers upside himself. So really interested in him and GPPs. A guy that I'm interested in, interested in a quarterback, if you're going to go uh, just a little bit off the hinges in your tournament play, over at DraftKings, he is $4,500. That's Josh McCown against mm -hmm. Cleveland. Did you know that Josh McCown is currently the second most accurate quarterback in the NFL through Ooh. four weeks? I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. I don't expect that to hold for an entire 16-game season. But this matchup at Cleveland, I think that Josh McCown can uh, can give you probably 250 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, it's, it's absolutely in that realm of possibility. And think of all that money you're saving at the quarterback position. So that's if you want to pivot away to a uh, another kind of eh, sketchy pick. Then Josh <laughs> you know he's going to hook up with Austin Safarian Jenkins a couple times. Yeah, there we go. Ends, man. Absolutely. Okay, moving over to the running back position. Ben, you got a couple picks down here. Give me your favorites uh, tournament upside running back this week. Ooh, favorite. Okay, well, you know, I have to go back to the well, man. I oh, really, we're going I'm back. I'm trying not to say his name every single week, but Ben is very dehydrated. I when love he needs a drink. Christian McCaffrey again, <laughs> and I should have probably addressed and thought about it a little bit more. The fact that yes, Bill Belichick does love to game plan around trying to stop a team's best offensive weapon, and I think it's telling that. At times, you know, you saw the screenshots on Twitter. We saw the film that Bill Belichick was running numerous defenders at McCaffrey, and it makes sense. That's who I'd be afraid of, too. And the best part about this is McCaffrey's price has now dropped $1,100 since last week, and that's on DraftKings. You go over to FanDuel, he's $6,200, where he's an even better value, just like he was the week before. And I think the matchup is even better this week. They're playing um, against the Detroit Lions, and that's just a juicy matchup. Detroit struggles to cover pass-catching running backs. And again, we know that with Greg Olson out, those targets are going to be there. It was just one week last week. Two weeks ago, he saw 11 targets. He has a chance to lead the team in, in, in targets. And 
I like it from all of that. The one negative is that you have to kind of embrace Cam Newton, and he's he's a he's a severe knucklehead right now, driving me crazy with some of these comments. But I do think that there's a ton of upside there once again because he's going to be involved in both aspects of the game. He's cheap, and the upside is there. His best game in the NFL has not happened yet. He's going to have a huge game soon, and I think it could be this week. I think he finds the end zone for the first time in his NFL career this week. Chris, I want you to hit him with this value play because I am loving it. I am loving this value play at the running back position. Chris, give it to the people. You want me to go Andre Ellington? Yes, I do. All right, I'll go Ellington then. (laughs) I was going to save him for the end, but yeah, for sure. Andre, there's a couple backs here that I really like and some contrarian plays that I feel like people will be off. This one may be a popular play, but at the price point, I mean, $5,400 on FanDuel and over on DraftKings, he's $4,600. He led all backs with 14 targets last week, Andre Ellington. In fact, those 14 targets were one off the league high for the week, which was Odell Beckham Jr at 15 so since week two from our friends at pro football focus nobody has run more pass routes at the running back position than Andre Ellington 101 since week two he leads all backs in targets this is somebody again we've talked about with Carson Palmer he's throwing the ball a ton they have no run game at all right now so for Andre Ellington I like what I've seen so far. And you know what? Ellington, if you go back two or three years, he's had some pretty talented games. It's just a foot injury, kept him off the field once. A couple just nagging injuries of just delayed greatness, I guess. Because what I've seen in the past couple weeks is they're looking his way, and Chris Johnson is not getting anything done on the ground. And I already mentioned the Eagles, the secondary, the issues there. So I think at this price point, yeah, he's not going to get 14 targets every week. He's, he's not going to get double-digit catches. But he's probably going to be targeted in this game seven to nine times. He's a lock, I feel like, for five or six catches. He has the skill set to take one of the house if he wants to. And who knows, if they get inside the red zone, they could even hand the ball off to him with Chris Johnson just not getting anything done right now. So I think it's a good matchup for him. And I just I love the volume and the opportunity that he's getting. I will tell you this, Ben. Uh, or Sorry, Ben. Sorry, Chris. I, I will tell you this. <laughs> ben, I was thinking about my point here, and that is I checked in the buzz report. Andre Ellington's coming in pretty hot. I, I figured he would be. He's yeah. coming in at the number three touted running back uh on the week so far that could go down make sure you're checking the buzz report through the weekend because these things update but it looks like other people are they're hip to your jive my friend they they they're picking up what you're putting down here for ellington so at least you know you know that the people are feeling that pick as well so just because of that because he's the number three i want i want you to hit him with a with a high pick here chris meany yeah, so I'll throw I'll throw Melvin Gordon out here, actually, at $7,100. I don't know if anyone's going to really be on him. Yeah, he spoke up, the squeaky wheel, that whole narrative thing. Is he going to get the ball a little bit more? The one thing is, is his yards per carry is not great. It's 3.1, but let's look at his career average. is 3.7. He's very touchdown dependent. He had zero in his first season, double digits in his second one. He has a couple in his first four games, but this is more, I think, about the Giants. The Giants are allowing 142 yards per game on the ground, the fifth most. This is not the same defense right now. No, this is shocking to me. Yeah, they're, they're not that great against... The run, and if you look at the practice reports as of Thursday, Jenkins didn't practice, Pierre Paul didn't practice, now I think he's going to play, Vernon didn't practice. There's some banged up players in this secondary, and I think for Melvin Gordon that, you know what, if you look at the touches and you say, oh, he's not really getting those touches, but at least he's on the football field. He is playing those snaps, and there's some concern with the knee injury, so I think people will really be off of him right now. I think this is going to be a good game for him. I think this is going to be an opportunity that he can take advantage of, and you know what, he can still catch in the backfield. Brennan Oliver didn't practice this past week, so I don't know if he's going to be able to play, and Austin Eckler is not that guy who's going to take those goal line carries away from him, and if just look at last season for Gordon, I mean, three reds own rushing attempts shy of David Johnson who had the second most and Gordon missed three games so I feel like if they get inside the red zone with some of those tough corners if Jenkins does play and a couple other guys that maybe they'll hand the ball off so Gordon I don't think will be high on that list that you just gave Mike which Andre Ellington is all right Ben these wide receiver picks I love it you're you're digging you're digging deep you're reaching into your soul you're reaching into those statistics and research and I'm, I'm Ben, Ben, Ben. Yes, Mike. Yes, Ben. Yes, Mike. Yes. This wide receiver 
from the Cleveland Browns. What are you doing to me over here, Ben? <laughs> hey, I'm getting nuts, just like you, me yeah. you would say. And you have to in tournaments because as we've talked uh, as we talked about for weeks, the way that you can get super contrarian is at the wide receiver position. You can get them cheap, and there that is the position that is pretty much gives into the most variance. So you can have a wide receiver that goes off for two touchdowns one week and then maybe doesn't do anything the next week. But that's why we're looking for it because we know there's going to be low ownership. And we've already thrown out there that Le'Veon Bell is going to be in our lineups. So you're going to have to go cheap somewhere. And so why not with Ricardo Lewis against the New York Jets? And Ricardo Lewis actually leads all Browns wide receivers in snaps over the past two weeks. He saw nine targets last week. He's second on the team in catches on the season, which is a big deal because he started slow. And he also has a healthy 13.3 yards per reception average. So we know that he has some big playability in him. And again, we're talking about a matchup against a Jets defense that doesn't scare me at all, especially their pass defense. So he's a guy that I'm pretty actually excited about this week. And I'm running him out in GPPs. Just to allow yourself, Ben, a chance to clear your good name with that pick that is absolutely insanity. Insanity in a good way, of course. Give me, give me this other wide receiver pick that you got here. Yeah, I mean, another guy that I think is is pretty cheap but offers tournament-winning upside is Tyler Lockett. And just like I said with Ricardo Lewis, Tyler Lockett also leads all wide receivers in Seattle in snaps over the past two weeks. And he was a guy that, you know, we talked about it early on. Like, I thought he was going to um, start slow a little bit because he was recovering from that injury. And that's exactly what happened. But if you go look at those snap logs, he's now a full-time player. He's getting more snaps than Paul Richardson, at least the last couple weeks he has. And we know that he possesses that game-breaking ability in a matchup against a Rams team, which first of all, has, I mean, we've said it before, but it still completely blows my mind that they lead the NFL in points scored. Yeah, so we do. know now, unlike in years past, the Rams offense should put some pressure on the Seahawks offense to put up points, especially because it's in Los Angeles. And so on top of that, the matchup isn't that scary either. The Rams defense has been allowing, you know, some pretty average quarterbacks to have solid games. And now Russell Wilson comes in, who's pretty much on a hot streak on a tear right now. So especially thrown on top of all that, Doug Baldwin dealing with a little bit of an injury himself. Tyler Lockett is very, very exciting to me this week. They even got him a couple rushes last week, too, for 24 on the ground. I mean, they're, they're getting him involved. Tyler Lockett is a weapon if you're if you like Tyreek Hill if you like that skill set that he provides do not forget Tyler Lockett was Tyreek Hill before it was cool yeah I mean just go back a couple years before before the massive uh, leg injury and clearly with his snaps trending on the ups his touches trending on the ups he's he's looking like he is back to health Chris Meany give me some of these tournament wide receivers you are interested in because there's one in here that I got my eye on, and and fair enough, maybe I'm starting to sound like a homer because I liked your Andre Ellington pick, but there's a certain <laughs> wide receiver here who I think has, has tremendous upside this week. I love Lockett, too, by the way. I think he's extremely skilled, and I will, Ben, be playing Ricardo Lewis in a lot of my Oh, no. Too. so much cash, man. You do that, and you do Bell, and then you're, you're good to go, right? It evens itself out, and it's just worth the shot. But, yeah, Jerome Brown, so – Yes. I've already talked numerous times here about the Arizona Cardinals pass attack and how much how many times that they're throwing the ball 183 times the most in football and and it, only them and the Giants. I mean, every time they get the ball they're throwing. There's no run game here. And it's tough to figure out which Arizona Cardinals guy is going to emerge. Like Larry Fitzgerald has always eaten up the Eagles, always. And then there's John Brown who's there. Jerron Brown has passed, certainly passed JJ Nelson. Some of these guys besides Larry are, are tough to play in cash. We're talking tournaments here at $4,400 or $4,500 rather on FanDuel. It actually doesn't get any cheaper than that. It doesn't uh, at the position. So that's the bare minimum. He's the same price over there at DraftKings. And I love this price 
or this play before I even saw this price. I was just like, yeah, John Brown, he's going to eat up the Eagles. And then I see the price, I'm like, ah, maybe people will be on him, but I don't even care. It's certainly worth it. In the three games, 29 targets, 14 catches, 205 yards. Uh, Those are just those three games. He has that upside. I already talked about the Eagles secondary. Nobody is allowing more catches to wide receivers than the Eagles. 63 catches. So at that price, man, I can't ignore it. Jerome Brown, he's going to be in my lineups. And you want to talk about snap percentages. The past two weeks, Jerron Brown has been on the field at least 93% of offensive snaps. I mean, this guy is not leaving the field at all. Well, he's so, past J.J. Nelson, and absolutely. John Brown is, is a little bit of a liability, and he's extremely talented, but you just don't know when he's going to leave the game. He's been in and out of the lineup already so far this season. Let's move it over to the tight end position for these tight end tournament players. Ben Cummins, who are you firing up, my friend? Oh, I'm firing up your favorite tight end, Marty B. Martell oh, no, come on. <laughs> Look, Martell has been – I cannot condone this pick, <laughs> but I will let my colleagues try and talk everyone into it. All right, all right. I'll see what I can do. 52-point uh, over-under, best fantasy game of the week. Uh, a Dallas Cowboys pass defense that does not scare me. And actually, Martellus Bennett has seen more volume than you probably realize. He's tied for seeing the fourth most targets at the tight end position. Fourth? And he's actually the fourth most at the entire position. And I know it's pretty pukey, but that's still important. And he's actually tied with Devontae Adams for the team lead in targets through four weeks. And yes, I know Jordy and Cobb missing time has something to do with that, but it's just another piece of information that tells us that he is heavily involved in an Aaron Rodgers offense in a great fantasy game. So he makes a lot of sense. And it's the price because on DraftKings, he's only $600 more than ASJ. And yes, I already said ASJ is my favorite play in both cash and GPPs. But if you have a little bit more money and you want to sneak up and get a guy in a great game playing with Aaron Rodgers, who will be low owned, that's the other thing. He will continue to be low owned until he finally catches his first touchdown from Aaron Rodgers. And I think that there's a decent chance that it happens this week. And again, a phenomenal fantasy game. I'm going to let sanity prevail here by moving over okay, to Chris. Okay. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I mean, I get it. I get the play. You know what it's like. It's brutal, right? Yeah, no, I, I, I get the, the pick. Absolutely. If any one of these these tight ends in that barfy range is likely to go off, Martellus Bennett has to be high in that probability. But a tight end who who is actually closely – I mean, he is starting to become near and dear to my heart – in a quick amount of time. Chris Meany, talk about this tight end pick of the week. You guys remember when I said week one, if Odell Beckham Jr. didn't play, I would play Ingram and Cash? Yeah, I do. Ingram has been in a lot of my lineups since day one, and at least four catches and 44 yards in all four of his NFL games. A lot of people say, you know, it takes some time for the tight end. If you've watched this guy play, he doesn't look like a tight end. He's not your typical tight end. He's extremely talented. He's very athletic. He's great after the catch, and he's got good hands. So last week he had 11 targets, six catches. His 30 targets are the second most at the position behind Chalk Zach Ertz. So Ingram is getting it done right now. He's just Eli Manning is a lot like Peyton Manning. He, he's thrown to his tight ends. He loves his tight ends, and Ingram is is becoming a safe play. Ingram and is Jordan Reed. If you haven't figured this out yet, Evan yeah. Ingram is Jordan Reed. Absolutely, he's he so is. talented. He is extremely talented, and uh, I just. I'm just going to continue to play him. I mean, if you're not <laughs> – like, with, there's nothing really else more to say. Like, Gronk yeah. is – you can't get Gronk in. Zach Ertz is Zach Ertz. And after that, we're, I mean, we're, we're exploiting matchups here. We're, we're trying to find a touchdown at least. But uh, something has to be said for these targets. 30 targets is a lot for a tight end, especially his first four games in the NFL. It absolutely is. If you want uh, even more tournament picks, make sure you check out the Ultimate DFS Pass. But for now, we're going to move on to our favorite stacks of the week. Stack attack. All right, Ben. You've alluded to this stack already, but I want you to uh, just just hash it out here, your favorite stack of the week, because it's a little unconventional. Yeah, yeah, two of them that I've kind of already thrown out. I mean, the first one is Le'Veon Bell, who, again, is just an absolute guarantee play. And then you just correlate him with the Steelers' defense because if the Steelers' defense, who is second in the league in sacks, gets after Blake Bortles, gets gets those sacks, and forces a couple turnovers, which, come on, we know are happening, then that's going to be an extreme positive game script for Bell. He's going to have a chance to get that 
you know, close to it, if not hit that 30 carry mark again, which is just absolute insanity. You can't pass that up, whether it's cash or GPPs. And you have a great option where both guys could just, both plays could just smash. And now all you got to do is figure out the other seven plays. And of course, the other one that I love, but Mike, I will let you. Yeah, you're darn right. And talk about that one. <laughs> you can't have two and try and steal my favorite stack of the week. I mean, that's, that's not even fair. But it's it's Dak Prescott and Dez Bryant. Dak is getting it done, and Dez is just he has shown uh, we have we have bits of the puzzle that have been forming over the season with Dez Bryant. You had the absolute man, the just beast touchdown against the Arizona Cardinals. You had some big catches right at the beginning of the game last week. We just haven't put it all together yet for Dez to to uh, just go off on a defense and I think the Green Bay Packers is absolutely the matchup to exploit for Des Bryant to get back on track so Dak and Des I'm fitting him into the lineup any way that I can because I, I this is this is my favorite stack by far of the week Chris Meany give me your favorite stack my friend that one is my favorite as well. It's certainly the safest uh, on the board, and I've talked a lot. Of it sounds like I'm the best, today, Chris. Is what you're trying to tell me that I picked I'm, the best? <laughs> you did. You picked the best, buddy, and uh, well done. Thank uh, you. I appreciate I, it. <laughs> I love it. I love that stack. But I, as you guys, you know, you're listening here. I've talked a lot about the Cardinals, and believe it or not, I am an Eagles guy. <laughs> and oh. I just feel like even oh, with this total, okay. I was a little bit surprised here with this total. I mean, Philadelphia has a 26 and a half team total. The game high right now, the team total, or the game total rather, is 45 points. So, I mean, I think that Arizona can put up more than 19 points in this ballgame. I've already talked about the secondary in Philadelphia. Those two quarterbacks, and Eli Manning, who really hasn't done a whole lot this year, and Phillip Rivers, who had that awful game at home, and then he had the Eagles come into town, and the Eagles have allowed over 700 passing yards to those two quarterbacks, and nobody's throwing the ball more than Palmer. And you're right, something has to give, and I think we'll finally see some touch touchdowns here from this team and I think they'll be able to score on the Eagles so Palmer isn't going to be in my lineup Andre Ellington's going to be in my lineup and Jerron Brown oh, you're going is with the mega in. stack I'm going to go with all three of these guys the now, mega in stack cash, in cash I would do this but I'd put Fitzgerald in there uh, in a GPP in a tournament uh, I roll the dice here with Jerron Brown I've already talked about the targets his involvement in the game Mikey brought up some great usage stats his snaps he, he's he's certainly past JJ Nelson he's safer in my opinion than John Brown and Larry Fitzgerald doesn't score a lot of touchdowns really and you can attack the Eagles in the secondary down the field with Jerron Brown so I mean this on DraftKings with these three guys is only going to cost you $14,500 I mean that's not a lot of your budget right there and it'll allow you to get some other top guys in uh, that have some upside as well all right fellas i hope you have those lineups ready because it is time to present them to the people dfs battle royale it may or may not have been a little bit creepy for me to say this is we are going to present our lineups i'm trying to get a, a uh get a, a, an inkling from my friend brooks brooks was that weird He's nah, shaking. Nah, you're good. <laughs> Thank you. I felt <laughs> it, it was one of those things where like the words were coming out of your mouth and you go, hey, this is it's not my favorite phrase, but here we are. So <laughs> present your lineup, Ben. All right, let me get my PowerPoint out. Let me get my uh, my pointer here, and I'm going to point on my quarterback first, and it's Dak Prescott. I'm stacking him with Dez. Mike, you're totally on it right there. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, mashing him in the lineup, and yes, it is Christian McCaffrey. And the other thing that I uh, held off on saying was this is his first game in a dome, and I think that that could unlock some upside there as well Ooh. because of the type of player that Christian McCaffrey is. Little nugget for you playing in Detroit. Uh, Tyler Lockett and Ricardo Lewis, yep, they're both in the lineup to save some money with that Bell play. ASJ at tight end Randall Cobb in the flex because I want somebody catching passes oh, from I like Rodgers and Devontae Adams unfortunately took a huge hit and even if he plays not feeling that and Jordy costs a lot of money and I'm already playing Dez as my wide receiver one and at defense I held off a little bit I'm playing the Eagles and I am not Ooh. feeling. Ooh. I am not feeling the Cardinals like you Ooh. guys are 
Um, I think that being a one-dimensional team is actually going to be a huge negative going on the road, playing outdoors against an Eagles defense that, yes, their pass defense is not great at all, but I think that their front seven is solid. Hopefully some of these guys that are a bit banged up play. And if they are getting after Palmer, who Palmer has been sacked the most out of every single quarterback in the league this year, I think the sacks are coming. And because Palmer is attempting so many passes, that means turnover are coming as well and Philly has a very good game at home this week so I love the Steelers defense but on DraftKings because the Steelers and Eagles are an $800 difference and the Eagles are only $3,100 they're going in this lineup instead clearly Ben has never seen a movie in 1D because I know they talk about 3D as the hotness but 1D that's that's really where the action is at Ben so I, I disagree okay okay I disagree with that statement <laughs> All right, Chris. Let's see what you let's, got. Let's hear that lineup. All right. Well, my lineup's going to light up that Eagles D. Oh. Uh, I'm going with a lot of the guys that have already talked it. about here. Carson Palmer is in at quarterback for me at $5,900. Le'Veon Bell, like I said before, and Ben has said it numerous times, you as well, Mike, this guy's going to be in basically every single lineup that I make. I'm going down with Bell this week, $9,500. I don't even care. This guy's with. 10,500 would be in my lineup as well. Todd Gurley, $8,000 is my other running back. Des Bryant I have as well at $6,500. Okay. John Brown, I already talked about him. Jeremy Macklin, this is a little bit of a Did different Did you say John here. or Jeron? Jeron. Okay. Jeron. And uh, Jeremy Macklin's a little bit of a different pick here at $4,200. I'm not buying into Oakland and what they're selling. In fact, this team is definitely not a Super Bowl contender, and they're going to start to go downhill here pretty quickly. And I know the Baltimore offense has not been good, but this is what they need here, uh, a matchup against that secondary in Oakland. Jeremy Macklin, a couple touchdowns in four games. I think he can bounce back and get another one this week. Austin Safarian Jenkins, just like you, Ben, he's my tight end this week at $3,500. Ellington is in my flex. And I'm going with the Ravens against EJ Manuel. $2,900 wanted the Steelers just like Ben, but there's a pretty big gap in price. So I will spend down and pick Baltimore. All right. It's it's amazing that we make these lineups independently. And, <laughs> and we have so many guys, uh, similar guys across. So I've got Dak, Dez, and Le'Veon Bell. I have also have Jerron Brown like Chris Meany. So here's my differentiators. Frank Gore, the Ooh. old man, Ooh. is taking on the San Francisco 49ers who cannot stop anyone right now in any capacity. And you get Ryan Kelly back this week. I think that Frank Gore is an absolute sneaky play at only $4,400 on DraftKings. That's ridiculous. I got Devontae Parker in there because the Titans' secondary is an absolute disaster. And I know that Miami's – they've had some struggles, but – if they're going to move the ball at all, it will be through the air against and going to Devontae Parker. Evan Ingram, I love that pick at the tight end position. And my flex, I'm going with Duke Johnson. God, Duke. Nice. He I is like taken on the New York Jets. We're giving up the third most fantasy points over at DraftKings. Isaiah Crowell has been a massive disappointment. And Duke Johnson has just he has been a shining beacon for that Cleveland Browns team. This year, he's he's actually producing like the draft pick they thought they were getting, the leading rusher from Miami. And at defense, I went with the Bills, baby. I think that defense is actually good, and I'm not buying into what Andy Dalton and the Cincinnati Bengals did against the Cleveland Browns. I think that's a mirage. I think they stink, and I expect the Bills to get after uh, get after Dalton and create some turnovers. So they're my they're my defense, and I, they only cost me twenty six hundred bucks. So there it is. Chris Meany, in your expert opinion, will I win by 30 or 40 points in this <laughs> week's challenge? 29. 29. Yeah, I didn't quite get to that 30. <laughs> I like the Bills. Bills got a good defense. They've only allowed one passing touchdown all year. They're pretty impressive against the Falcons. That's a nice price at 2600 there for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So and that is it. Here. That is the show, the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. My colleagues, Ben Cummins, Chris Meany, I am Mike, the fantasy hitman, right? Make sure you check out the Ultimate DFS Pass if you want even more plays. Good luck with your picks this week, and we'll see you next Friday. 
Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.